This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, 7 o'clock. Partly mostly sunny. It's going to be partly mostly sunny with an isolated uh, p.m. thunderstorm. Possible high about 90, they're talking. So obviously it's going to be a little muggy too. Uh, tonight, an early isolated thunderstorm possible, otherwise warm and muggy, a low of 70. On Thursday, hot and humid, mostly sunny with a high of 92. Uh, on Friday, partial sunshine, not as humid, and a bit cooler, 85. Yes, Friday, Saturday, Sunday look really pretty nice, actually. Maybe a few thower, uh, showers passing through, a thunderstorm possible, but better temperatures. Although I don't mind 90 and 92. That doesn't bother me. I know. I <clears> hate <throat> to say it because I know a lot of people hate it. I don't mind it. You like it better than 30 below? I'll take it. Well, that's exactly it right there. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I wouldn't want to be in it every day. Like, I I wouldn't move to the desert. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I definitely shifted a little bit with the kiddo because it feels like you oh, can't yeah. be outside yeah. that much. But my personally, like, I enjoy the heat. That makes sense. So, again, today, partly to mostly sunny with an isolated PM thunderstorm possible high on 90. Right now it's sunny and 69. It's very, very nice. It's actually warm out. 69, I know, doesn't sound that warm, but it actually is a little warm. Yeah, it doesn't feel cold at all. Nope, not at all. Interesting story popped up uh, today on the complete sheet. Can people just not take a joke anymore? A new poll looked into it. I would say, uh, no, they cannot. What do you guys think? People taking a joke. I think it's funny because it's like I've been thinking about live comedy a lot and like what that means to be in those rooms and how different that is when we record something and it's to the masses and you can't feel, you know, the room out and like what a huge difference that makes. But I, I think people can take jokes. I just don't think I think we have to pivot. And I think we've always had to pivot with what is looked at as funny. We do. Where are we going to pivot to? Where it's not funny. I don't, oh my God, I don't know. <laughs> oh my God, I'm terrified to answer that. Uh, that amazes me though that people can't take a joke anymore. I mean, it really does. It just used to be a good, it used to be a sign that someone liked you, that they would do that. They would only do it if they liked you. Yeah. So did that change? It got the, all the pricks started doing it? Let's see, our stand up comedian, Rudy, can people take a joke? Yeah, I think people can. I, I think we've gotten to a point now, especially in the last six months, where people just go, oh, Christ, we're so tired of all your bullshit, Good. all the stuff about the whole woke, all this and that. I can't say this. I just piss off. No one's – I'm tired of all of it. So, yeah. So I know I can take a joke. I don't give a crap about anybody else. Well, there's a great human, human, human story. I don't give a rat's ass about it. No, I understand what you're saying. No, you have to yeah, not. If you can't take a joke, that's oh, not I'm, my problem. My, I have I to agree. deal with me and nobody else. But I think mostly what they're talking about here is person to person, not on the stage or on the air. Okay. I think you're talking about can you take a joke? And I'm sure they, it covers the entire thing, but the focus is probably face to Man, if you couldn't take a joke when I was a kid, you may as well just stay home. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's just how it was. The great thing about that is, growing up, you guys ever heard of the dozens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing the dozens. Playing the dozens, yeah. I mean, that all started. It wasn't friendly, and it wasn't nice at all. Yeah. But it was funny. Uh, well, except for the one about your mother. Those, <laughs> those ones were not well, even that, like, it was funny. Yeah, I suppose. You know what? It's not even like I ever think of my mom when someone says, yeah, yeah your mom. Yeah. I don't think of Beverly Stoffel's at home. You know, I think of just a generic, like, okay. Um, yeah, I, I guess, you know, and I, I, we all have such unique perspectives. I was in the military and it was constantly, oh, I bet. constantly ribbing. And then you're in radio, people make fun of each other all the time. So in my world, yeah, but time and place, there's a time yeah, and place. That's, it's absolutely. That's I, but I do think people can take jokes. I just think you kind of got to pivot with personalities. Because, like, that's a coping mechanism that we use to deal with everything. Yeah, a lot of stress. Yeah. No question. Well, like when I, when I was a kid playing, playing a little pickup baseball or softball or whatever, football at Cleveland Park or North Commons earlier on than that, there was always one guy that said, no mothers. They would, he would say that before every game, that you can say whatever you want about me or anybody else, but don't talk about my mother. But don't you think he's just setting himself up? Well, yes. Because <laughs> like, when you get really mad, you know what's going to anger him. It's like me being like, you guys, don't call me a bitch. If you call me a bitch, I'll be so angry. And then that moment... Yep. Call me it. There's, there's your little button you can push. Yeah, and why are you so special that we don't get to talk about your mom? Right? I, I hate see. those people. 
See? See? You know, because of you, by the way, last week, I've known this my whole life, and I finally focused on it and figured out where Black Maryland Farmer came from. I never even paid That's attention to that. so funny. Black mother effer is yeah. what that replaces. And I never even thought of it that way before. That guy was like the original freaking, <laughs> freaking, you mother freaker. Mother freaker. Yeah, there you go. But Marilyn Farmer. Oh, you can do that. You can walk in his throat. Yeah, what do you think of that? Yeah, I don't like you. Yeah? Okay, you Marilyn Farmer. Get away I from me, you Marilyn Farmer. See, that's good. We could use that. For some reason, it sounds worse than... Like in ways. mofo, like it yeah. just sounds weirdly like. East no, Coast. I understand. I do understand. Uh, do you think people just can't take a joke anymore? Or are we constantly offended now because more people joke about stuff that should be off limits? I don't think they do. Do you think it's more off limits now than it used to be? Like oh. what? 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 What would be off limits? Uh, well, this is just should be. Uh, uh, do they give an example? I don't know if they give an example. They yeah, they must at some point. Well, the problem is everybody has a different off limits. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's yeah, that's true. Right. Uh, some, uh, someone polled 6,000 Americans, and in general, we think people just can't take a joke these days, but it's a mixed bag. 35% said we can't take a joke at all anymore. 22% think the real problem is too many jokes about off-color topics. And 31% said both are true. 68% think we're more likely to be offended than we were a decade ago. Only 12% said less, uh, less likely. So what are the rules about cracking? No, oh, good, good. We got to the rules. Rules about cracking jokes in 2023. 42% of us think it's never okay to joke about anything people might find offensive. That's, well, that's what's humor com- about then? Yeah, that's comedy. Yeah. That's what comedy is, isn't it? Like yeah. you're going to make fun of a body part being abnormally this or that, like big You can say the word small. Small. Yeah, there you go. Let's make fun of small body parts. <laughs> you make fun of people with big ears. I mean, if you can't take a joke, you got some elephant ears. Take a joke for yeah. Christ's sake. And that's what's like, yeah. I think I think you just gotta really take a second and be around that person. You can't come in hot for yeah. a second because you okay. never know, right? Like what people are coming from that day. That is true. Uh, even though young people are called snowflakes a lot, boomers are actually the most likely to get uh, to agree with the fact that 42% of us think it's never okay to joke about anything that my, people might find. About. I don't think that's true. Boomers grew up hearing things that were offensive constantly. Yeah. Maybe they just got sick of it, though. Maybe that's what it is. I can't mm. imagine those starting hot, like walking into my in-laws and being oh, like, God. hey, Pam, nice haircut. Like, <laughs> I like it, though. It's a good start. Do you, know, do you know what I hate about Minnesota comedy, though? Sometimes we do this. We joke about things that we're serious about. Like, let's say... What, we get you up too early today? Let's uh, say, like, Jesus. you don't like shoes. She's on screen. Let's say you don't like <laughs> shoes in the uh, entryway. And you're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Tripping over those shoes. Like, you try to make a joke over, do you just want me to move my shoes? Like... You know what I mean? Like, there's something Minnesotan about I can't directly say. I know exactly what you're trying to say because I was talking to a woman at a PTA meeting one night, and our conversation was going a little long, and she's a friend of mine. I've known her since high school. And this woman walked out who was on the PTA, looked at her, and went, are you still talking? It was like, could you just ask her to maybe start helping you? Right? Instead of, yeah. So I. That's the shit. That's the stuff I just cannot stand. Is when, like, it's veiled. Yeah. Like, really what they want. That's what Minnesotans do constantly. I hate that. Yeah. Minnesotans are famous for trying to cover up their really deep insults. What, you mean to tell me Minnesotans don't? Share their feelings? Yeah, that's, that's exactly ridiculous. what That's so you. silly. Hit I can't things, believe that you'd say that. Hit oh, things that directly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, 38% of us think any topic is okay to joke about, but half of those people say it depends on the spirit of the joke and whether it's funny or not. Um, I don't really have an opinion on this because I don't really joke around with people I don't know. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah, you don't. I just don't, you know. Oh, wait a minute. There's related comedy. Five ways to respond to someone who says your joke isn't funny. Okay, let's hear it. Is, uh, is there audio? Because that's all it, it just says that, and then the story ends. Um, so, But it doesn't say there's any audio either. That would have been great. Uh, Let me click on it. You know, the one thing about yeah, joking with people that you don't know is yeah. that I'm okay with it, but I always feel like the second I say something and I get that bad look, I'm like, was that too far? I can't. Yeah. I can never tell. Yeah. Or somebody else will make a joke, and I'm like, "Oh, we're in this realm now." And then I'll say something, and the room will go silent, and I'm like, "Wait a minute! I thought we were all making that joke." And they're like, "Whoa, dude, calm down a little bit." I thought, 
I didn't realize I was stepping over the line when I said that. Yeah, but you're quick to apologize. Yeah, and then uh, I'm quick to apologize, but then I dwell on it for four days. I'm oh, like, yeah, for I sure. I shouldn't have said that. I know, it's so dumb. But at least you're quick to apologize, because, yeah. like, if I apologize, I feel way better than sitting and thinking about it for ages. I even might do a follow-up text apology, because I will, it'll eat me up. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, basically, are either one of you any um, Scandinavian at all? Any part Scandinavian? Yeah, a lot of it. Are you? Yeah. Now, there's a group of people, man, it's hard to try to be funny around Scandinavians because they got their own club. My son-in-law is a Scandinavian, 100% Scandinavian. And they have these certain barriers. Like, there's this Scandinavian barrier. Like, unless you're in the club, you can't joke around with me. I suppose, I, I, it, in, in a way, it's kind of like having a different skin color. They're yeah. like so white, it's a different skin color, you I know? And they that. get very, very offended. It's like, that wasn't that offensive, but they, they do. They just have the, well, they have their own rules. You know that. If you're not Scandinavian, you're not going to be accepted as much. It's just how it used to be. I don't know if it's still like that. Now, it's funny because I don't think people think like that now because there's oh, a lot. No, because okay. I just, I don't really care what you are. I don't yeah. care about your right. skin. I don't care about any of that stuff. And when people, people ask me, I was, it's funny, I was nominated for Serbian of the Year. Serbian, there you Serbian go. Serbian of the Year with Absolutely. my last name. And right, right when they had told me that I was nominated for Serbian of the Year, uh, I had to come to them and be like, hey, by the way, uh, I don't know if you've realized this, we're all mutts. And my last name yeah. is Povich, but I take it from my grandfather. But I was originally born at Johnson. So I'm all sorts of Sweden, Scandinavian, right. all that. I have like, uh, and I had just taken an Ancestry.com uh, DNA test, and I am like 0.8% Scandinavian. Oh, or, yeah. uh, uh, Serbian. Serbian. And they were like, yeah, so unfortunately you're out. I was like, yeah, because. That's all we are nowadays is everybody who yeah. takes somebody else's last name and then you're right. this and your dad was half Italian, but then there was a quarter German. And it's just, we're all just a big bag of, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So what's your for real first name? Like Bill Johnson? Nathan Johnson. Nathan Johnson. Yeah. Okay. Yep. God, that's pretty odd though, for isn't it? Or is Nathan a big name in Scandinavia? I have no idea. See, that's the other thing too is like everyone goes, well, Nathan, like what that must have. And I'm like, I don't care. I yeah. do not care where and it came from. I don't care that it was named after a, it, it could have been a guy who was living in the streets in Scandinavia or it was a prince. I have no or idea. Or the hot dog. Or the hot, could be the hot. I would prefer the hot dog. Could be. Yeah. But I mean, you think about like Tom, names like Tom and Bill and all those names. I mean, it just, they don't really stand out too much. Yeah, that's just the true. the way it is. Which is fine with me, by the way. So it all it all works on the end. Um, we're talking about five top the top five ways to respond to someone who says your joke isn't funny. So apparently you tell them a joke and they go, "Well, that's not funny." Does that ever happen to you guys? Oh yeah. Well, really? so they don't really need to say it. You can tell by oh, the look in their eyes. Yeah, right. I was sure. gonna say. Yeah, it happens sure. on this show all the time for me. <laughs> Ooh, this is cold. The story starts: prudes, joke police, and Baptists. The Baptists not have a good sense of humor? I have humor. no idea. I have no, I don't know. I have no idea. It's one thing about growing up Catholic. Catholics do have a good sense of humor. They I think just because of what you mentioned, though, because you're thrown in there with, like, the Italians and the French and the Mexicans, and uh, there are all so many different kinds of people that are Roman Catholic Yeah. that I suppose it is easy to offend people. Tough, tough shit, though, is what I would say. The top five ways to respond to someone who says your joke isn't funny, neither is your face, but I still laugh at it. Yeah, that might kick things up a notch or I two. bring things. I wouldn't say it was going to calm anybody down. I wouldn't think so. Yeah. Your joke is not funny. Well, neither is your face. Neither is your face. What are you, six years old, right? for Christ's sake? Well, someone woke up on the wrong side of the sad, empty life. Well, that's a pretty good line. Yeah. That's not a bad line. Does it hurt to sit with a stick lodged far up your ass? Like that one, too. So far, so good. Mm -hmm. Too bad the border wall isn't as impenetrable as your sense of humor. Guess you had to be there. Thank God you weren't since you're a soulless robot. That's not funny in the least, but yes, dear. Yes, I think, dear? I think it's supposed to be a play on, like... Well, I know, but it's still not funny. Your, not funny. like, significant other moment, yes, I don't know. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. Maybe I'll say that to, like, Dan Seaman later on today. He'll call me and he'll go, what do you think, Tom? And I'll go, yes, dear. I think he'd probably appreciate just yeah. some yeah, probably. compliance. <laughs> probably true. Weird, I don't smell Axe body spray, yet you're still a D-bag. I don't get that joke at all. Because uh, D-bags usually wear Axe body spray. And it, it's that, that a cologne or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, oh, and it is, whew, it is pungent on the nostrils. Yes. Is it cheap? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. You can okay. buy a can of it for, like... <laughs> 
And when I say can, it's literally an aerosol can that you spray onto you. Oh, God. Yeah. That's one thing I got to hand up, full admission. I looked this morning and I went, Tom, Jesus, Palomino. On my bureau in my bathroom, I have 10 bottles of cologne. Oh, yeah. Different styles are all the same? No, they're all, all different styles. Really? There's some Italian, there's some, you know, French, there's some this. Is that you buying them or other people? I've been buying it for years, apparently. Like you smell something and you go, I like that and get it. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what it is. Just some, like, like Cartier makes really good men's, yeah. men's whatever, fragrance. You use whatever. it every day? Yeah. What are you asking me that for? Because some days you don't smell that You great, never so. smell bad. And I I've, just want you to know. I'll be very honest. You <laughs> never smell bad. Yeah, I'm not big on smell. I There were a couple of guys either had the pit smell, the feet smell, or the ass smell, and I'm not big on any of it. You know, you'd have like, you'd hang out with your buddies when you were a teenager, and everybody would go, you know, it's too late to go home. You can just all sleep downstairs on the couches. Yeah. You'd go down there the next day, and you could smell what they <laughs> left behind, I'll just tell you that. Reeks. Particularly foot odor yeah 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 i don't have you guys have foot odor no i don't either but i i feel like that is wearing good socks oh yeah like that is key i used to wear really cheap socks um and sometimes they would smell like after running and stuff like that but no i don't i don't like i'm really adamant about making sure i don't oh my god this one's a little harsh were you born without a funny bone or did it flee your body because of how much you suck that's Jeez. a little hard. Jesus. We're getting a little hard yeah, line here. Yeah, these are really falling off the end of the cliff as we keep going. <laughs> well, they also they really said are. the top five ways, and we're on like 15 yeah, right yeah, there now. Is that. So. Uh, sorry, Mr. Pence. I don't get that joke. Is he is that the oh, vice Mike, president? Mike Pence, yeah. Does he oh, not have yeah, a sense I of heard. humor? <laughs> no, not at all. I, didn't, yeah, I have no idea what the hell he's all about. He's, yeah, he seems very stoic to me. Yeah. He does. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But who does? Does any politician have a good sense of humor? Uh, there might be one or two in the mix. Maybe. Yeah. You know what? I hate to defend Mr. Pence here, but I'm fine with them not having sense of humors. I'm fine with them having, like, you know, I don't need them to do it all. Yeah. I, although it is weird that he calls his wife mom. <laughs> that is very <laughs> weird. Oh, does he really? Super yeah. weird. Yeah. It's also weird Mother. that he won't have Mother. meals oh, with yeah. women without his wife there. Yeah. That's when you go... That's weird to be. My God. Yeah, what is this, Amish country? That's, what are you doing here? That's weird to be, but whatever. Oh, I can promise you, if a guy calls his wife mother, they're very religious. That's a very religious very thing. Very religious thing to do. If Justin called me mother, I would die inside. Yeah. I would be Hello, like, mother. Like, we're never having sex again, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Ever. Could you imagine? No, no I cannot. You know, Catherine might call me that, but add another word at the end of mother. Uh-huh. But that's different. Maryland farmer. Maryland farmer. Uh, and finally, this one's kind of cold. I think I like it, but I can't tell. If I had your teeth, I wouldn't want to smile either. <laughs> that's kind of not cr- bad. That's I pretty actually, mean. Actually. I actually think you would say that. <laughs> and if you said that deadpan. Oh, yeah, got to do a deadpan. You right. would actually deadpan. really hurt people's feelings. Like, I think you personally, Tom, could say that one. Oh, uh, you're kill. born without a funny bone. See, that's, that one's not funny no matter how you do it. But yeah, if I, had, if I had your teeth, I wouldn't want to smile either. See, that's not bad. Yeah, it'd be all right. It'd be okay. We do have to take a break here, ladies and gentlemen, on MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. Queen-size MyPillows, regular price is $69.98, now only $19.98, and just $10 more for king-size. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts your exact individual needs to help you get the best sleep ever. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to get Mike's amazing offer on the queen-size MyPillow for only $19.98. Enter promo code TOM. In addition to the special anniversary offer on the MyPillows, you will also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products, such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. Take advantage of the biggest sale in MyPillow history. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TOM to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOM. 
What can Hubbard Interactive do for your business? Let's take a listen and find out what they did for one local company, Steve the Window Guy. I'm Sally and I'm a digital brand strategist here at Hubbard Interactive. We met with Melissa from Steve the Window Guy and she was looking for help with their video advertising strategy. So we helped build a comprehensive plan for streaming TV and YouTube ads. And Melissa, tell us how it's been getting your message out with help from Hubbard Interactive. I've been working with them for five years and what I've learned is that they have both the experience and the depth inside their team to help me solve any creative marketing challenge that I've got. So over the years, I've moved from streaming TV to YouTube ads, and now we're moving towards SEO. And I'm loving the results that I'm seeing. Is there anything else you want business owners out there to know about Hubbard Interactive? I am so grateful for the entire team at Hubbard Interactive for effortlessly understanding our business and our marketing vision, and then always delivering only the best results. To find out how our experts can help your business grow, get in touch today at HubbardInteractive.com. Hi, this is Tom Bernard here for Power Lodge and Miller Marine. Attention all power sports enthusiasts. This August, we invite you to celebrate with Power Lodge as we hit a major milestone, 25 years of bringing action and excitement to Minnesota as your go-to destination for all things marine and power sports. To say thank you, each of our locations will host a local community appreciation day. Join us in Brainerd, Ramsey, Onamia, or Sauk Rapids as we roll off the red carpet with delicious food, amazing prizes, fantastic giveaways, and unbeatable special pricing. As the grand prizes, we'll be raffling off a variety of Polaris ATVs and snowmobiles. Check out PowerLodge.com for event dates nearest you. And that's not all. Throughout August, we've got something special planned. Follow us on social media as we unveil 25 days of deals on the latest off-road and on-road vehicles, boats, and supplies from the top brands in power sports. That's right. 25 days of back-to-back incredible offers. You won't want to miss this. So mark your calendars and get in on the action during our 25th anniversary. Power Lodge, where your adventure begins. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Tom Bernard Morning Show. Okay, Rudy, I've got a list of things, unusual things celebrities have in their homes. Mm -hmm. And I want you to tell me if, A, this is something you'd want in your home if you were uber rich, and then eventually, like, what, if there's something that you would definitely want that's probably unique, like, on its own. Yeah. Cheryl Crow has traditional death masks that were created after the person passed away, including former presidents William McKinley and William Howard Taft. Uh, What does the death mask look like? Do you know? Does it show a picture of it? Okay. Well, when you have stuff like this, mostly you own it so that you can just talk about it. So it's just a conversation piece. You own it in the house, so when people walk in, they go, oh, look, well, well, what do we got here? And you're like, well, actually, this is a William Taft's death mask. You don't say. And then you have a – it's almost oh. like you have a chambered way to make you yeah. look like you're smart. And I don't know. I feel like this is just one of those things that you have more so just to have the conversation about. So a death mask is actually um, like a mask they make of the person who died, like a um – like a replica of their face. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking it was like something unique, yeah, like, I, I like, was, yeah, zany, like I, a wrestling match. Yeah, I thought it was like point break where like the robbers are surfers, man. <laughs> like that's what I thought. It was just like the ex-presidents. All right, Tom, how about this? Uh, would you want this in your house if you were like uber rich? Robert Downey Jr., he has, his house is converted into a 19th century windmill. No, thank you. No, you're not into that. No, and he's not either. He's just trying to make a point of how wealthy he is. That's probably true. Uh, RuPaul, RuPaul has a disco room that has 26 disco balls. That must I, be a big room. I know. Yeah, I'm not into the uh, to the disco era, but it would be nice to just like every now and again just go, you know what, instead of us going downtown tonight, how about we bring the party here? That's, I, why, that's why I dig Paisley Park. Right. That's why you just partied there, yeah. yeah. I do love that. Um, okay, how about this? Zed, he has a Skittles dispenser that's the size of a vending machine. Would you want your favorite candy ready to go in a machine like that? No way. It'd weigh 800 pounds. Same. No yeah. way. Same. Yeah. Also, <laughs> Skittles are garbage. Skittles are garbage. That. Absolutely. That's one thing we us three can all agree on. But I definitely, I don't want easy access to stuff like that. Nope. No. Um, um, okay. Well, here's one. Rain Wilson. He has a pig farm and barn. Collect collectible gas station art, including Mobile's Pegasus logo, which has bullet holes. Would you want, would you go f- weird animals? 
if you were uber rich? No. Yeah. But I do like Rain Wilson a lot. Yeah, I don't know if I would go, you know, like have like llamas or anything in the backyard. But if I did have like a small place, it'd be nice to have a like an old timey garage with like the old gas station signs. Just something you can mm-hmm. wrench on your old ride, you know? I think I hate to tap into horse girl, but I think I might because I'm kind of scared of horses. Like I think I'd want to get like like a baby horse, like a foal and their mom, and then like get used to a horse that way, because uh-huh. then I feel like that would be my rich person move. And then, of course, have an insane amount of dogs. Yeah, because Jude's weird enough. Jude's weird yeah. enough. Also, I mean, I don't change anything. Horse Girl is the worst superhero of all time. Horse so, Girl yeah. is so Who is that? That's <laughs> what she just said. That's no, like, a horse girl. Horse oh, girl. no, she said horror girl, actually. <laughs> um, both. You actually said horror girl. I've <laughs> always wanted to be a horse girl. Alex was a horse girl. She was, yes. She Absolutely. Was like, you all, you're obsessed with horses. And I'm that white slut. There you go. Thanks, Rudy. <laughs> Not Thank a you. problem. He'll take care of you. No, there were a lot of horses when I was. Uh, we were all living together. Alex and, and Catherine both did. Andy and I didn't, but they both did. Didn't you guys name them after your kids? No. I thought you. Oh, had... there was one horse named Alex. Yeah. I thought you had a, a horse named Andy and Alex. For some reason, I made that up. Maybe there was only one with the Alex. After the one not knowing where to grab the lead on a horse happened to me, I didn't go near them ever after that. Yeah. You know that story. Yeah, when he, she asked it you to bring the me horse. me right on the damn tricep. Holy God, did that hurt. Yeah. They got some big teeth, man. Horse? But I see, I thought you'd lead a horse just like a dog at yeah. the end of the leash. No, no. No. Right, right under the chin, baby. <laughs> I didn't realize that. I have like a fascination with horses because I think they're so beautiful and big. They are. But I'm yeah. very, like, and I'll ride one. But I get very nervous about walking behind them. I'm terrified about walking behind them because if a horse just wants to kick you, you're brain dead. Done. Oh, you're right about that. Like, what? No. If my dog kicks me, nothing happens. I remember the horse's name, and I wish I did because it was really cool what that horse did, and I don't know why. There was something about it or... I don't know, whatever, but every time I would go down and look at the horses, because it's beautiful to watch them run, running through the meadow and all that crap. Yeah. All right, we had like 27 or 28 acres, something like that. I didn't say you had 28 horses. Oh, she had 22, I think. Catherine <clears throat> had 22 horses so, at yeah. one time. Is that just a thing? People just get one and then they get 20? Yeah, that's part of it. Really? I wish I could remember the name of this horse because there were about 8 billion different names, but it was really kind of cute, and I don't know why, but I would stand just leaning against the fence. And this one horse would come over and stick her face right in front of mine and just keep it there. She'd just look at me. Isn't that weird? Why would a horse do that? That's not, it's not like a threatening thing, is it? I don't know. Gogo likes to do that, which is so Well, cute. yeah, that's a But a horse deal. is doing that is so cute for some uh, Well, reason. it was very cute, but you always wondered, is she threatening me or is she trying to be sweet? What's she doing? I don't know. That's why I never don't, made clear. I never know. And they say, like, look at their ears, right? And I'm always like, I don't know oh, what their yeah. ears are doing. I just yeah. I just want to, like, know that they're cool with me. I want them to lay on their back and, like, let me pet their tummies. And then, like, we'll live our lives. A friend of mine sent me a video once of a guy. And I, I don't have it. Otherwise, I'd show it to you. But a guy was teasing a horse. The horse spun around so quickly, it was unbelievable, and kicked that guy about 15 feet across the meadow. Yes, no. Oh, my yes, God. Yes, no. Yeah, no. That, that looked like it really... But the guy was torturing the horse. Yeah, well... What are I you mean, doing? I just... Yeah, that's terrifying. The idea of getting kicked by a horse is something that oh. lives in my head of oh, yeah. lists of things I don't want to happen. No doubt about it. No question about that at all, ladies and gentlemen. Um... Brittany was talking about this earlier this morning to me off the air. Lawsuit by former dancers accuses Lizzo of sexual harassment, creating a hostile work environment. Does that surprise you? I don't know Lizzo very well. I've seen her on TV a couple of times, never really watched it. Um, She seems like an asshole. Okay. (laughs) Oh, she goes, okay. Walk carefully here, Britt. (laughs) I, no, I'm bummed. If this is true, I'm bummed because... all of her music and all of her concert is just about celebrating whatever or where what your body is, where it's at, and like like I mean, there's no she's so it would really bum me out if this was true. Um, I just well, I suppose I better read the story because I haven't read the story. I don't know what it's all about. 
Lizzo has been sued by three former dancers who accused the Grammy winner of sexual harassment and alleged the singer and her production company created a hostile work environment. Civil lawsuit filed yesterday in Los Angeles County Superior Court claims Lizzo pressured the dancers to engage with nude performers at a club in Amsterdam and shamed one of them for her weight gain. Lizzo criticized someone else for weight gain? Man, isn't that the pot calling the kettle? Oh, Something. never mind, sorry. The pot calling the kettle... It kind of rhymes with the word black. I gotta go. Way, I can't. My career is not successful enough to take this heat. Look, here's what I'm saying, though. If you are that big, and I one time, and I weighed like 315 in my lifetime, so I've been a big fella myself, but you don't harass other people about their weight gain when you're a woman weighing 350 pounds. Yeah. What are you doing? Is she misdirecting? Is that what this is? Is that she thinks that about herself, so she puts it on you? Well, she tries to... I know Brittany was saying, like, she celebrates women and blah, blah, blah. But then why Mm -hmm. are you on the internet once every six months crying, just going, these people can't take us down. We we need to stand up. We need to rise up, ladies. Really? If you were that, like, secure in yourself, why are you crying constantly on the internet? Well, who's taking them down? Well, she... Somebody will troll her on the internet, and then she gets all upset about it. I feel like that was 2020 that she would do that crying thing. Like, it's been a while for her to do that weird crying thing. Okay, but you do admit that it has happened. A thousand percent it's happened. Okay, so so how good about yourself can you feel when you are in that situation? You can't. Yeah, I don't know anything about these people. It just... uh, Okay, well, let me read some more because there's some pretty interesting stuff in here, it looks like anyway. Plaintiff's Ariana Davis... Crystal Williams and Noel Rodriguez make numerous charges, uh, including sexual, religious, and racial harassment, disability discrimination, assault, and false imprisonment. Uh, the legal complaint seeks unspecified damages. The name's Melissa Vivian Jefferson, known professionally as... Le- Why didn't she go with Melissa Jefferson? That name would really stand <laughs> out. That name stands right out. Um, her production company, Big Girl, spelled G-R-R-R-L. Get it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big Touring Incorporated, Shirlene Quigley, a captain of the performance dance team. Representatives for Lizzo didn't immediately respond to emails seeking comment. That's not a good sign when you don't immediately respond. Do you think? Yeah. This was not great yesterday. This actually bummed me out. Does it get a lot worse? No. It's, it's so vague right now. Oh, is it? Yeah, but... Um, I would like her to respond. Yeah. And somewhere in here, apparently, the story's quite long, so I don't want to go on and on and on, but apparently she was forcing people to eat things that they didn't want to eat, and they were... Apparently she was forcing people to do all kinds of things they didn't want to do. Yeah. That's what they're claiming anyway. I don't know. It just... She seems like a pain in the ass, though, doesn't she? No, I like her. You like everybody. I know. It's everybody comes along, oh, we got to impress Brittany. That's usually what they're going for. They succeed. I like. Would Britney like the Beatles once called me and said, "Tom, do you think if we released Yellow Submarine that Britney would like?" Even though it was before you were born. It's easy. I'm. (laughs) I am very much so. I just. I like her. She's fun. Her shows are fun. Her music's good. Can she sing? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, like, what the parameter. I think she can sing, Um, but like. She's her lyrics are fun. I mean, her new song "Pink" is so cute. What's it about? It's like wearing pink. It's just Bar- cute. it came from Barbie. Yeah, the Barbie. Yeah. Barbie. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that that makes total sense. Look, she's trying to cash in on the Barbie movie issue. Yeah, she is plays, she in the Barbie movie? No, just the song, and it's like interactive oh, it is. Okay. in it. It's kind of like the first you know line of it is the actual song, and the second one's like, "Hey, Barbie, what are you doing?" You know, is Barbie's days kind of getting screwed up? Um, it's super cute. Is Lizzo from here? Yes. Oh, I thought oh, so. Not originally. Oh, no, not originally. She, okay. Yeah, so she kind of used Minneapolis as like a stepping stone because okay. I believe it was originally Houston is where she was from and then moved to Minneapolis and then really kind of made her name here and then moved on. I'm not sure exactly where she lives now. Pro- I imagine probably L.A. or Austin or yeah. one of those trendy cities. There you go. Quigley, who served as a judge on the singer's reality show, Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls. Uh, is accused in the lawsuit of pushing her Christian beliefs onto dancers. The court filed... Yeah, I've never heard anybody push their religion on anybody before. Right. Yeah. That's never happened. 
Uh, the court filing claims Quigley referred to Davis as a non-believer and told co-workers, no job, and no one will stop me from talking about our Lord. Well, why'd they put... The, I wouldn't be offended by that. She wants to talk about our Lord? Go ahead. Yeah. Right. If you got a Lord, talk about your Lord. I I, I, does he get too much, though? I, I don't have people do that pontificating stuff to me. Does it get old? I, I don't. I wouldn't... If you guys came in here once a month and was like, Brady, you got to find Jesus Christ, I'd say, cool, live my life. Richard Pryor covered it all. What did he say? When he said, yeah, boy, I know Jesus. Done. <laughs> That's good. That's right there is all you need to say. Yeah, boy, I know Jesus. Right. <laughs> like they're, we're personal friends, as mm. a matter of fact. God, he was a brilliant man, and we'll never see another one like him. Too many restrictions now. Yeah. Oh, man, I went back and listened to some Richard Pryor like a month ago, and... Oh, wow. It is some of the words. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I'm not offended by it, but I'm listening to it, to it just going, man, the, if you were 23 years old and you heard this for the first time, your mind would be blowing. Oh, yeah. And not only that, the amount of people falling out of their chairs laughing at these words and the things that he is saying, they, you wouldn't be able to wrap your head around the fact that people found that to be funny. Yep. It, you just couldn't. Uh, Eddie Murphy Raw. He walks around talking about, I don't want these F-words looking at my ass. If you're an F-word, don't you look at my ass. You know which F-word I'm talking yes. about, obviously. Yep. Yes. And, he's, and people are dying laughing at yep. it. Could you imagine if true. Bill Burr just got up and did that in front of, like, you know, No, a, a I Pittsburgh? can't imagine. No, you couldn't. But, but back then, oh, we loved it. Well, Dave Chappelle, a white family called The Big Ends. Yeah. Oh. That is one of the funniest bits I've ever seen in my entire life because they're all happy about it because he says hello to them. He's a milkman, I think. Yeah, he's a yeah, milkman, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and the line when he comes in, he was like, he's like, uh, hey, don't forget to, you guys got to leave some money on that envelope. You know, I know how you guys don't like to pay your bills on time. Yeah, it's oh, true. It's God, phenomenal. It's so funny. It's really, really funny. Yeah. That man's one of the funniest people ever born. Oh, yeah. And nothing will ever top the blind white supremacist. That's oh, that was so funny. The greatest bit of all time. He co-wrote that with uh, our pal. Oh, what the hell is his name? Neil Brennan? No, not Neil. Well, Neil Brennan, I'm sure, was involved. But no, the big guy, he's a big guy. God, jeez, I can't believe I can't remember his name. I've known the guy for 30 years, for Christ's sake. He's a real big guy. Really very, very funny. I'll figure it yeah. Darnell Rollins? No, it's not. No, oh, it's no. a white guy. Oh, white guy. Oh, right on. Yeah, it's okay. a white guy, but I can't. God, I, it's, yeah. I can see his face, but I can't remember his name. And while Brittany's looking that up, the, the ending of that bit when he's a black white supremacist who finds right. out that he's black and right. then divorces his <laughs> wife because she married a black guy. Uh-huh. That's it's like one so of the funny. best twists on the. It's like a best button on a sketch ever. Although they didn't say she married a black guy. No, no, of course not. No, of course not. <laughs> No. See, I find that very... I think if we open the gates and just let everybody riff on everything and be funny about it, we'd be a lot happier. Instead, we've closed all the doors and all the gates. and all, Just let it all out. Do it for about a year and a half, and then you'll shut up for the rest of your life. Get it out. Whatever. We got any good names? Let's go. Mm-hmm. Go with them. Uh, I can't find the writer on this right now. Hmm. Uh, on the blind white supremacist? Correct. Oh, Jesus. Bobcat Goldway? Nope. Is that what you're saying? Because he's nope. a, um Somebody will know. Yeah. Somebody will email us. What's the, student, what's the email again? I forgot. Just you go on the app on the top left corner, do feedback. And Just it'll do send feedback? Yeah. Because honest to God, he, he's been in town a million times. Oh, as a matter of fact, the last time he was here, he told me he was on stage, and he brought up my name, and somebody started booing. Said, well, you can boo all you want, but you've never been invited to his house now, have you? There you go. <laughs> hey He's a very, very nice guy, very funny guy, too. You know, I'm looking this up. I, I don't know if this would be right or not, but I'm looking this up on IMDb, and it says the writers are Dave Chappelle, Neil Brennan, and is this right? Norman Lear? Norman Lear? How, I never could, saw what? how could that even be possible? <laughs> I don't know if I'm buying that I, one. I don't know. Big uh, J Okerson? Yep, Big, oh, J. Big J. That's yeah, Big J. That's, that's, right. that's exactly yes. right. Darren uh, wrote in for that one. Big J Okerson was one of the right. There's no Norman Lear on that. Is that a joke? No, it says, I mean, this is on IMDb <laughs> as a writing credit. Absolutely, Norman Lear. Well, he was funny. Wow. Well, that. But yeah, Big J. I lo- you ever work with Big J? I've never worked with Big J. I've been around him. I have friends of mine that know him very well. And there was this was years ago. I was driving down. Uh, I was driving in front of the Target Center, and Big J Okerson was walking down the street by himself. Oh yeah, it's like eleven o'clock at night. Yep. 
and I was with probably three other comics, and we were at the time we were just open micers. We were just starting out. Mm-hmm. We saw Big J, and you know he's by himself. It's eleven o'clock. I think he had a show earlier that night. He was opening for Corn at First Ave or something really? like that. Yeah. yeah. And Jesus. He was walking by, and I just yelled out, "Big J!" And he turned around. He's like, "Hey." Hey, where, where, uh, where, where you guys going somewhere? You guys want to hang or something? I was like, oh no, drive, 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 drive. I was like, we're not, we're not, we're not ready. Yeah, we're not ready to hang out with Big oh, J. Oh really? Yeah. Oh no, because you get one shot. You know that old deodorant commercial. You get one shot to make a first impression, and I didn't want Big J Okerson to meet me when I was like some you know crappy open micer, you know, 15 years ago. Oh, that's funny. Go, go, go! <laughs> get the gas, move. You, no, you got to know him after that, though, didn't you? I've met him a couple times. I know him very, very, very little. Just a great guy. Yeah. He's re- I was trying to think of who he used to travel with because he traveled with the same guy a lot too back in the day. But I'm going back now like 25 years, so that's why. Yeah, he used to. He was uh, uh, a tells opener for a long time. Yeah, and, yeah he was. And yep. then Dave Smith, him and Dave Smith, they have a podcast together. Dave Smith, very smart guy, very funny, and just he's very much so. I want to say like a libertarian and really just like hammers down on, on you know society and what. But, you know, it's 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 good points and it's bad points. But yeah, Dave Smith, uh, him and Big J rolled together a lot, and Dave is very smart. He's like Ron Swanson walking around yeah. being a libertarian. Absolutely, yeah. Ron Swanson. That's not a Minnesota name at all. Is no, it? it's from Parks and Rec, and oh, it's this it? guy who's always like he works for the government, and he's like the government is just a leech on society, and he like goes on and on Who about it. Who plays that part? Um, Nick Offerman. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a good fit. Yeah, yeah that's a good fit. So funny, and he's I've like I've never seen that show. Oh, it's so funny. Is it really? I think that the Amy Poehler's character is at your daughter, Alex. Oh, really? They are interchangeable. She actually dressed up as her for Halloween once. They are the same person. Their <laughs> personality <great>. is exactly <laughs> the same. Yeah, I got to catch up with a lot of that stuff because there are a lot of those shows I never got a chance to watch. Yeah, you'd get a real kick out of Parks and Rec. That's what I hear. There are a couple of shows that I, I should catch up on, I would think. Well, you've got time. Oh, by the way, catching up on shows, uh, I, I watched another episode of Mall Cops, Mall of America oh. from yeah, 2009. What, what, what drama's happening? There are actually 11 episodes of that. Oh, sure. Yeah, because we had talked yesterday, there were only like three episodes, but there are 11. What happened to Zeppi? Uh, there was one guy at the Mall of America that uh, was very drunk. And he's all dressed up for winter. It's the middle of winter. It's like seven below. So the cops are outside because a car blew up, not in the parking lot, but right on the street in front of Mall of America. Dang. So they're putting that out. And then this guy uh, (laughs) starts being belligerent with the cops in the mall. I mean, the cop could have slaughtered this guy if he wanted to. The guy kept going, let me just tell you something. I'm going to punch you in the goddamn jaw if you don't leave me alone. Oh, I'm no. having. I'm not drunk like you claim I am. And he's just yelling at the cops and all the rest of it. It was how they have the patience to put up with that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've been drunk at the Mall of America, and it's never a good idea. It's, I bet. It's I bet just never. There's too many, like, different people there for different reasons. So it's like. You don't want to be drunk and then watch like a little kid run by you with a wristband to go on a ride. It's just not the vibe. No. You're just like, what yeah. am I doing with my life? Like, oh, and by the way, the intro to that segment, the guy actually says, you're going to see a bit of a video now about a man uh, who weighs well over 300 pounds. He gives the guy's body weight. Wow. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with the story. Not really. <laughs> Because the guy's about 5'7", something yeah. like that, 315. So I, I suppose if you're over 300, you're considered a big guy, I guess. But yeah. if, it's, if it's all fat, you're not really a big guy. You're just, a fat guy. It's just funny because it's like, yeah, we I have know. eyes. We're going to see Mall of America announcer guy. <laughs> well, like, he did have a coat on, so maybe they thought oh, yeah, it, yeah. The, the coat was really puffy. That's you know. funny. God, he was just a belligerent prick. And then at the very end, they put him on the train to go downtown to go home. And as the train goes by, he goes... Bye. <laughs> just like bundled up, he's like he's heading to up. school. Oh God! <laughs> uh, so far, that show is pretty damn funny. Those people, the stuff that they do at the Mall of America. There's always a fight there. Oh, where, where are you watching this? It's on. God, what the hell channel is it? Well, I don't remember. Okay, next time you do it, just shoot me a text of what streaming service because I'm in. I'm actually, you know, what? the first time you said it, I was like, meh. This one. I'm in. Oh no, it's there's some there's some weird stuff in there, but there's also oh there's one guy that keeps hitting on a uh, and a cashier at one of the 
clothing shops. Uh-huh. And he brings her a, um, I don't know what you call it. What's that art where they put, they put all the vines together and build little, you know, so you can see right through them. It's built with, literally built with twigs and vines. Okay. But he gives her a snowman, uh, the smoking pipe. But inside the snowman, he put about two handfuls of condoms. Okay. So she calls the cops and goes, this is not good. And the cops get there, and the guy goes, what's the problem? I don't understand why there's a problem. All I did was give her a snowman. Oh, all I did was give her a uh, Santa Claus. And they said, what? I said, I gave her a, a thing of Santa Claus. They said, that's a snowman. It's that's, not Santa Claus. That's their big argument. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that's so fun. Like, hey, idiot, it's a snowman. It's, it's By the way, also 20 condoms. Mm-hmm. It's... Yeah. It, there's like a lot wicker? of condoms. Was it like it was wicker? Like, like wicker, okay, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. like wicker. You could see right through the mm-hmm. thing. I mean, it was a cute little deal. Was it though? Without the condoms. <laughs> Without the Sans condoms mm-hmm. would have been better. I gave her a Santa Claus. No, that's not Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Trojan Santa Claus. A Trojan you know, Santa, yeah. Trojan Santa Claus. I'm looking this up. You can watch it on Sling or on YouTube TV. All right. I'm in. On mm-hmm. Slinger YouTube? And I'm mm-hmm. not watching it on either. It's on something else, too. Uh, well, it does have it on Amazon Prime. That's where, there you go. Yeah, yeah I don't know if that's go. one you got to pay for or not, but yeah, <clears> but it's one of those streaming services you can watch it. I think it's, I mean, that's, they're, well, part of that segment yesterday, too, they were celebrating the Minnesota Vikings. Scott Studwell was out there. Carl Eller was out there. And the, that part was really cool to watch because all the cops who worked at the Mall of America in 2009, this took place, so it's 14 years ago. But they're so excited to meet Scott Studwell and Carl Eller and a couple other Vikings. That that part I thought was really cool. Yeah. That there is that special affinity for, for your Minnesota Vikings in the state of Minnesota. They are adored here, even though they haven't won anything in about 60 years, but you know. Oh, yeah. Adored. <clears throat> but they are. There's no question about it. No, they are, for sure. Well, and I will tell you, I know both Scott Studwell and Carl Eller personally. They're both really good guys. Yeah. So they're very receptive. But first time I ever met Carl Eller, who's about six inches taller than me and could squash me like a bug, he comes up and he goes, hey, Tommy, how you doing? It's nice to meet you. I don't know, I'm kind of afraid, though. You look like a pretty tough guy. I'm like, yeah, okay, Carl. <laughs> you know, La- that's his go-to. Up, pain in the ass. That's ingenious, though. That's a good it is. go-to line for guys because it really puts down people's guards. He is huge. You ever stood next to him? No. Holy God, is he big. I don't get to stand next to Vikings. You know, I don't know if he still does, but he used to live in North Minneapolis. Really? Yep. And almost his whole Viking career, he lived in North Minneapolis. Maybe he still does. I don't, I don't even know, but... One of the nicest men you'd ever want to meet. That's awesome. He's a great guy. And so Scott, Scott Studwell and I are really good friends. And it just, it's, you know, it's just, I suppose, one of those dreams as a kid that, hey, man, I became friends with a team that I thought was God. Because back when I was a teenager in my 20s, everybody, the Vikings, man, don't you besmirch the Vikings in any way, shape, or form. There's a lot of things you've gotten to do. I have. I've been that, very lucky. Like you as a... <clears throat> A kiddo would never believe that you got to go No, down. you're absolutely right about that. We better take a break here, ladies and gentlemen. I love this. I am so happy to welcome back our longtime friend, Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, to the show. I've known Steve, the owner, for many, many years, and I completely trust Sabre to keep my house comfortable. They always have and always will. Why? Sabre does everything the right way, and they always put the customer first. I love the team at Sabre because they're service uh, experts, our experienced NATE certified technicians, not salespeople. Their pricing is completely upfront, and they fix only what needs to be fixed, nothing more. Sabre is dedicated to giving customers what they need, when they need it, and at the fair price. Keeping your family safe and comfortable without breaking the bank. Give Sabre Heating and Air Conditioning a try. I know they'll take care of you just like they've taken care of me and my family. Whether you need a new Bryant furnace or air conditioner replaced or just simply need a service call to get you going again, Go to saberheating.com. That's S-A-B-R-E heating.com. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant, and I'm driving my car safely and legally communicating on my phone. Minnesota law allows a driver to use their cell phone to make calls, text, listen to music or podcast, and get directions by voice command or single-touch activation without holding your phone. Violations are very expensive. 
The National Safety Council reports that cell phone use while driving leads to 1.6 million crashes per year and nearly 400,000 injuries are caused by texting and driving. Not surprising, since four seconds with your eyes off the road is like driving the length of a football field blindfolded. And research shows that just two seconds increases the risk of an accident up to 24 times. Texting may only take a second, but it can end your life or ruin it forever. Please, drive safely and stay alive. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Bradshaw and Bryant. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, 7.52 now. It's eight minutes till 8 o'clock. Kristen Burt joins us from Los Angeles, California. Kristen, I need you to be the judge on something. Okay. Which one do, and am I? Well, I'm sincere about both of them, but I just did something talking to Brittany that I went, that sounded really weird. And I'll, it was, we're talking about a couple of friends of ours, Right. And the first one I said, oh, man, I just love that guy. He's such a sweetheart of a guy, very, very nice man, just, just a great guy. Then she mentioned another guy and go, God, I love him. What a crabby bastard that son of a bitch is. Now, how can you like both? <laughs> this one you guy's can... sweet. The other one's a crabby bastard, and I love them both. That's possible because some people, I, I think, are charming curmudgeons. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah. Yeah, and, and I don't, it doesn't bug me. I think that's why, I mean – Hugh Grant is kind of a pill in Hollywood, but at the same time, his <laughs> his curmudgeonly ways are somehow charming, at least on screen, you know, and it works well for him. And then other people, you know, it's just like if they were crabby, you would absolutely hate them because uh, they can't pull it off as well. No, that's it. And it is pulling it off. You're absolutely right about that. And, and thank you, by the way, you reminded me my mother's face appeared in my head when you called someone a pill because you should <laughs> knock it off, you pill. My mother used to say I'm that being all the time. with my words when it comes to Hugh Grant. <laughs> he is a big pill, isn't he? He is. Uh, he, he, his personality, he really is like the guy he plays on the screen. Really? Yeah. He's, he's that you know, crabby. I mean, even though he's charming sometimes, but you when you see that, like, sort of like when he is always like, I don't want to do that. And he plays like the bum, bumbling, like, Englishman who's like just kind of cranky. That is his personality. And. If you have him on a bad day for an interview, God bless you, because it's a tough one. Um, he'll give you, he's kind of like De Niro gives you those yes, no, yeah, right. sarcastic <clears throat> answers. And that can be tough because you're like, come on, work with me. You're at the Oscars or just don't do the interview because right. I'll tell you in 2023, nobody's forcing anyone to do interviews. If you really just mm -hmm. don't want to do it, you go, you get your photograph taken on the red carpet and away you go. Yeah, so go away. Go away. It's fine. No one's, I mean, it's a bummer for me to go back to my editor and be like, Hugh Grant wasn't doing interviews. But at the same time, I don't want to deal with someone who's going to give me one word answers because that does me no good. Yeah. You know what you should do next time he does that to you? Say, really, Hugh, just calm down. I'm not that hooker you were caught with. I'm a different woman. Oh, my God. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> That'll be a good tip for you. He'll he take that He will never one. live that story down. No, he will not. You're right. He will never. I mean, that just was... I mean, on the corner of Sunset Boulevard <laughs> <laughs> with the sex worker while he had like one of the most beautiful women in the world, Elizabeth Hurley, as yeah. his girlfriend. Yeah. Of course, we know that doesn't matter if men want to cheat. They're just going to cheat. But uh, yeah. And then he went on Jay Leno with that apology, which I yeah. think saved him. It was a good apology. I remember that. I And again, I'm not trying to judge anybody. You do what you do and all the rest of it. But but I've, I've never understood that the guys that just cannot stop themselves from cheating. It's like, why do you do that? 
Good question. But I'm not a cheater, it. so. <laughs> yeah, by guys, I'm, I'm talking about men and women. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, don't know. I just, women do it just deal. as much as men do. It, a, a lot of it, I think, in Hollywood at least, it's circumstantial. Like you're on a movie yeah. set for three months. You're working in a bubble. Your significant others are not anywhere near you. And everyone's in a hotel room. Maybe they have a couple drinks at the hotel bar after a long day on set. Sure. Things happen. And I'm not, I'm not saying like, I'm not saying that that's good, but I'm saying that's how it often happens when it comes to Hollywood romances. And they're, they're just showmances. The second the mm-hmm. filming ends, they go their merry way and back to their spouses. I just saw a headline. I'm so glad you're on right now because I have to ask you about this. Gwyneth Paltrow is putting her home on Airbnb and you can have dinner with her. What is her <laughs> problem? What is that? Gwyneth, she is like... I she grew up so wealthy. Oh, and, really? And, oh, okay. And very, she grew up in wealthy, not only LA circles, but also New York elite circles. Oh. She went to prep school. Um, and I don't think she has any grasp of her privilege. And if she does, she leans so far into it, she doesn't care anymore. <laughs> and it's one of those things she often gets called out for it because she has a brand called Goop and she'll put out like shopping guides. And, like, the cheapest, most affordable thing is, like, $1,500. And it's, like, a t-shirt. <laughs> <Is> <laughs> and, she... But people buy it. Like, that's oh. the thing. Like, the, if she didn't have a market for it and she was just being completely oblivious, that's one thing. But there are plenty of women who are hook, line, and sinker on the Gwyneth Paltrow goop situation. Yeah, what what is goop, anyway, by the way? It's a lifestyle brand. And I would liken it to like Martha Stewart, but for maybe Gen Xers who have a lot of money, don't know how to spend their money, buy into diet culture because she does a lot of those um, fasting kind of diets. Think Things, you know, you're like where you're having soup for four days and nothing else. Um, and she lives a very like privileged life. And so I'm, I'm sure this is a paid partnership with Airbnb. Yeah. I'm going to. Oh, 99% sure because she's not going to have some rando because then Airbnb is able to probably do a background check on anyone who yeah. gets selected to do this. And, you know, and then she gets a nice payday. And this is what I'm talking about right now. No, with nobody working in Hollywood, we are seeing actors who normally wouldn't do weird partnerships. This is a weird partnership. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, for you're a big payday. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I said the other day, um, uh, Jared Pallet, was it Paladecki or Padalecki? Uh, yes. Him and his uh, co-star, they're doing, they're, they can't call it what it is, but they're kind of doing like a Comic-Con here in Minneapolis next month. And they're just like, hey, these few people are showing up and they can't even like note like the CW show they're on. Right. It was just so vague. And I thought of you, Kristen, when I saw it, I was like, this is what she was talking about. Yeah, people are, I would say, like, really toeing the line on, like, because we have strict rules. We're not supposed to promote shows um, from struck companies that are under the theatrical contract. So reality shows right now are safe. But it's one of those situations people are like, I still need to pay my mortgage. Mm -hmm. So if I say it's just like a fan hangout, it's just a fan hangout. I'm not talking about Supernatural or, you know, or Gilmore Girls or anything that Jared's been on. So he's just saying, hey, come hang out with us. Let's do it. And then he still makes his money. All right. Remember when you guys criticized me for going, oh, God, Barbie, who needs it? Right. Yeah. Remember that when you got mad at me about that? Yeah. Yeah. You should go watch Barbie. OK. How about this headline? People are being buried in pink Barbie caskets now. That's fine. Uh, I mean, come on. Oh, God. You know I think, what? I think that's for been happening for a long time. The, I, I would bet yeah, so I don't know. It just says no. director upselling the uh, the casket, the Barbie package. Yeah. I just, well, first of all, I'm not going to be buried. I'm just saying I want to be torched on like Lake and Hennepin, just tied to a pole, my dead body, and then started on fire. You don't need to be dead to have that happen. Well, that's true. Yeah, very true. Yeah, I don't. I'm not going to be buried, so I don't care. You can have all the pink caskets you want. <laughs> Uh, but I don't understand. It's six feet underground, so nobody can see it. What What are you doing that for? What if it was your wishes and you had left the money for your family no, saying, I want a Barbie pink casket? I mean, people, all, everyone has wishes. You know, people want to have a party. Other people want to be, you know, their ashes thrown somewhere. I there guess was that's a guy, part of the thing. There was a guy in Nashville, Tennessee, I believe. I know it was in Tennessee, but I think it was Nashville. He had to buy like four grave sites. Because he wanted to be buried in his Lincoln Continental. <laughs> yeah. 
That's a little extra. Absolutely. That is crazy. Yeah, he did. They buried him in his car. And those things are about as big as this room, for Christ's sake. That's, those are boats. These are huge. Yeah. But please, when I die, bury me in all the things I'm too big of a puss to wear but on my own. Like cowboy boots. Sure. You yeah. Know, it's like something fun. I want like a fedora and oh, cowboy boots. Fedora. I want like one of those like frilly shirts, like a puffy shirt, like from the guys from Dumb and Dumber. And then give me like a suit jacket that's got my favorite football team on it. That's what I want to be buried in. Because I was always too big of a wuss to do it when I was alive. There you go. Yeah. So why didn't you wear cowboy boots? Because I can't wear cowboy boots. Do you know for the longest time I wanted to wear red pants? I just wanted a pair of red put pants. Put on red pants. And then I put on red pants, and I was mocked endlessly by my <laughs> friends. And I was like, never again shall Even I wear like red pants. Even like a dark red <laughs> Like a crimsony type of, yes, like a crimson. Do you have yes. photos? <laughs> I'm sure they're, I'm maybe, because I'm, I'm probably not, because I wore them one time, and then I went out, and my friends were like, no, we're not, we're, we're, there's no way we're going downtown with you looking like that. And I, I think like, you have to, like, off. ease into it. I wear ridiculous things, and I've, like, eased into it, and nobody cares, and now I wear whatever, and, like, it's rare anybody says anything, so maybe it's like you just have to keep going, like, don't turn around, just keep don't wearing stop. the red pants. <laughs> Good God. Now, why don't, why have you never worn cowboy boots? You know, I don't know. I, I I like the look of them. I saw a guy in the airport in Portland wearing a pair, and I was like, that's a good look for that guy. I think I'm I'm too stocky. It doesn't work for me. I'm mm. too short. You got to have, like, you got to be a little taller. Really? You know? Yeah. Well, I look at uh, the Twinkie guy, like Twinkie the Kid, and that guy's got a pair of kick-ass cowboy boots. And I'm like, that's what I want. But I just, it doesn't work for, like, short dudes like me. It looks I weird. I think you're... I think you're wrong. I feel like you could pull them out, especially if you, like, wore just your jeans over them and didn't even acknowledge The red it. ones. Yeah, the red ones. <laughs> you got to find ones. the right pair. I think that's the big issue. It's yeah, like maybe. you get the wrong. And the thing is, too, it's like you have to decide on your heel height with cowboy boots. Yeah. You don't want to go yep. too high, especially as a guy. Because Ron DeSantis gets made fun of for that because his heel is kind of high. Oh, is it really? And I'm sure it's he, he wants height, of course. Like, why wouldn't you? You're on TV all the time. But so you have to be like have someone really help you with the style of them. See, I cannot wear cowboy boots. I, I love cowboy boots. I love the, some of them, not the real, you know, snazzy-looking ones that are about 55 different colors, but a nice cowboy boot, but I cannot wear them because my calves are too big. I got Easter hams for calves. Uh, they will not. I've literally tried on every mm -hmm. pair, and I can get them up to the bottom of my calf, and that's as far as I can get them up. Yeah. It's just the way, I, the, the way I was built, I guess. I don't know, whatever. You, you and Will Sasso should have a calf off. Will Sasso. Oh, God, I like Will Sasso. I haven't heard that name in a long He's time. A good dude. Huge calves. Uh, he does Massive too, yeah. calves. Kristen, you ever met uh, Will Sasso before? I haven't. No? Oh, yeah. He's a peach of a man. But, boy, when he walks in the room, his calves come in 10 seconds before he does. He's still around, isn't he? Absolutely. He's doing a TV show, I think. Yeah, he's got a couple things in the hopper Looks right now. Thought, yeah, yeah uh, he was just on a TV show with, um, uh, uh, I'm spacing on his name now, but um, Ron Livingston. It was called Louder. Oh, yeah. It was it Louder Man. It was good. Yeah, it was oh, great. Yeah. That was a really good show. Was great. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wonder if I could see if I were younger, I'd show you why I can't wear cowboy boots, but I don't know if I could do it anymore. I used to be able to stick my legs straight up in the air. Yeah, you've kicked them gams up on this camera before. Really? Yeah, yeah. 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 You showed us that. your pickleball. Oh, my God. Okay, do oh, not man. get hurt. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> I used to be able to get over the microphone was yeah. the one problem. Last time it was just like a little side yeah, I just angle. Did it now over I here. got I like the this. full 360 yeah. oh, view. Yeah. Dang, I'm impressed, Tom. You know what's amazing about that, though? I may not recover. Shut up. Leave me alone, you pill. <laughs> and the one thing about that is I never worked on my legs. I only worked on my upper body because my legs would have only gotten bigger. They're just they're naturally huge like that. I don't know why. Yeah, tough to find jeans. I'm a guy who oh, yeah. have thick thighs. Oh, yeah. Tough to find jeans Woo. that fit. It sucks. I hate it. Ugh. My husband's so funny because he'll be like, I can't get my thighs a certain size. And I'm like, nobody cares, Justin. Not your thighs, his uh, calves. Um, he wants his calves to be bigger. I heard that's a bitch to get, because like I said, mine are just naturally big. Yeah, and I, I heard it's really tough to get your calves big. It's like, Calm. Like it's just like a spe such a specific weird thing. Like, yeah. sir, you are fine. Yeah. Everything is fine. Don't worry about a thing. Yeah, you get calf implants. You can. Some people did. Yeah. I know. I remember it was on like MTV. I want to change my body kind of thing. That um, they used to have the, all those hyper niche little documentary niche. series, and. Uh, one was a guy got calf implants. I remember that very vividly. And it was way before its time. And I thought that was crazy. Mm -hmm. 
Guys hate skinny calves. I don't know what it is, but. Oh, do they really? Yeah, and I'm telling you, it's like the last thing that women notice, so. Absolutely. Yeah, I would never go, oh my God, I can't date him. He's got skinny calves. Skinny calves. I did see a guy yesterday. It's funny you bring that up. What a coincidence. I saw a guy yesterday that I literally thought was a stick figure. His legs were about as big around as a broom handle. For I, He had the thinnest legs I've ever seen. What See, a coincidence. It's a guy thing. It's yeah. totally a guy thing because girls yeah. wouldn't notice. No, I, I mean, I love a long leg. Like, I don't care. I don't, like, it's so funny to me. I'm always like, Justin, your legs look awesome because I'm always like, that's the leg I'd want. <laughs> Oh, so right. At 5'3", I love a long leg. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John Jones, who is a uh, MMA fighter, is one of the baddest men on the planet. And his calves, they look like pipe cleaners. There's nothing to that. Isn't that really? weird? But his upper body, I, oh, yeah. No, if he hit you, he would decimate your face. But he has the tiniest little calves of all time. This is the genetic deal, I yeah. guess. Uh -huh. And sometimes you can't make them any bigger. You can work your ass off and they just won't get any bigger. Yeah. Got to get those calf implants. I guess so. It's all true. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. So what else is happening out there in Hollywood, Kristen Burt? Um, some good news. Ooh, and good. I know. Some good news. I actually have two really good stories. The first one is brief, and the second one, this one's for Britt. Um, but the, the first, I know Britt's like, ooh, what'd you bring? Uh, but I just want to say go. that Writers Guild and the AMPTP are going back to the table on Friday. So let's hope that they can, you know, Make some headway and end this strike. This is the first time they will have met since May 2nd. Wow. Yeah. So that is the good news. And it was the AMPTP that approached the Writers Guild. Let's hope that this is a sign that they are starting to panic a little bit. Things are getting pretty bad here. I'm not going to lie. Like, economically, things are getting really oh, bad really? in L.A. So I'm hoping that... Um, the studios are really starting to feel it and they realize that they need to start settling these strikes and they have to go to the writers guild first because, um, the last person they spoke with was SAG. So they alternate. So oh, yeah. it, now it's, yeah. it's writers guild first. And just in case anyone's like, well, why didn't they go to the screen actors guild? They have to go just by natural order, um, to the writers guild and start working on negotiations. And then if that stalls, then they'll go to screen actors guild and then we'll go from there. But let's hope that they can come to an agreement and just get this over with. Yeah. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app. And anytime, on demand, wherever you get your podcasts.